0: Hey, everybody, it's Terrell Cummings, and we are excited for episode three of season two of the Always Relevant podcast. And we want to let you know that uh, we're coming out to you to some more social media uh, sites. So we have a Facebook page that's gone up. You can find us at at Always Relevant. So that's A-L-W-A-Y-S-R-E-L-L-E-V-E-N-T. You find us there. We'll also have an Instagram page up very soon, probably by the end of this week as well. Find us at the same, um, at, the same at symbol. Uh, if you have questions, reach out to me. Hit me up on Twitter at Franchise1122. You can have Dane Demayo as well, at D Demayo. that's D-D-E-M-E-I-O. Uh, so we're on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. But I want to put that out there that we are going to be getting a page out there. We're excited for it. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about it here uh, in the upcoming weeks for sure, but it's going to be out here soon. We'll talk about it in the end of the show as well. Uh, today, we're going to be getting into the NFL preseason games, uh, the Mets players giving their thumbs down to their fans, and how good are the Cincinnati Reds. Plus, we have a few rapid-fire topics. And always, we'll have Dane talking about getting real, and then also me talking about Mets with Money with Rel. So we look forward to it. We're excited for the show. We hope you are, too. Here we go. All right, everybody, we are here. Dane and I are here for Season 2, Episode 3 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Dane, what's going on, man? Getting close to football. A little excited. <laughs> what's going Most on here? I'm just hanging out. If people don't know, I think I forgot to say my name. This is Terrell Cummings here with Dane DeMeo on the Always Relevant Podcast. We're waiting for full season. College football, a little bit started this past weekend. We've been dealing with some NFL preseason football. But this coming weekend starts actual college football. We're both hyped about it. I'm ready to go. I know Dan's signed for NFL season. He thinks his Brownies could win the Super Bowl, as he spoke about last week. We'll see if that's the case. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's still – he's repping the Brownies shirt. I'm repping the, the flag football fanatics because I was a, kind of an unofficial coach, unofficial coach this past spring. So, that's how we do it here. But, um, yeah, we're going to start off this show like we normally do how are you, and how are you really, and I'll start it off, how am I, am I right, how am I really, as always, I'm all right, how am I really, for real, I'm all right, just hanging out, trying to get these, this work done for school, so I've got papers due, got tests to take, finals to take, all that stuff, but we're, we're getting through it, and um, just trying to make it almost done, set to graduate in December, so. It's good that DJ, our friend DJ, uh, is there uh, with us throughout the whole process because you know, we definitely uh, can bounce ideas off each other and help, uh, help help each other through some things where it's difficult where you don't know somebody. So, Jade, how are you? How are you, really? Well, a little sad. It's August 30th. Summer's about over.
1: Just spent another couple days at the beach, Dewey Beach. Love it there. Ate about every kind of – Thing that swims in the ocean for a couple days, got my drink on a little bit, you know, just Ice. relax, you know, uh, wow. as we get into the fall season, you know, uh, been trying to move south for 30 years, just hasn't happened yet,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're you going to move to the northeast, a place you said you'd never moved to, and
1: you're yeah. pretty much
0: there. Yeah, I've been there in Boston for a
1: while and all that. Yeah, I know, but yeah, <laughs> so, but no, I was at Dewey Beach, man, it was nice, weather was good, how am I really? I'm excited for some football, man. I love it, even though I hate winter. Winter means football, and I'll take the football. You know what I mean. So right, ready to right. go. Ready, ready to
0: talk about what we've seen this weekend a little bit. No, so, hey, let everybody know because I, I know I never heard of it. So I'm not from that way. Where is Dewey Beach? Dewey Beach, Delaware, man.
1: Getting towards Southern Delaware, uh, right on the water, right on the ocean. About That's a tough. mile and a half long. Great place to go.
0: <laughs> Great place. Sounds like a good time. Sounds like you were there, you know, doing old-school Jersey Shore in it and uh, fist-pumping and gym tan Oh, monitoring. no, man, so, no, man. We don't, people out here don't go to the
1: Jersey Shore, man. You're yeah. at Delaware and Maryland, man. You don't, go to, you don't go to Jersey. Don't believe what you see on TV. Nobody goes to Jersey. You got to pay to get on the beaches there. You know what I mean?
0: It's yeah, that's no but, it's good.
1: Yeah, nobody goes to Jersey, man. Don't believe all the garbage you see on TV. You can believe the idiocracy. <laughs> But you know what I mean. Other than that, <laughs> yeah, nobody goes there, man. People, people want to have a good time and actually go somewhere nice and stuff like that. You go to Delaware and yeah. Maryland, man. Yeah,
0: that's what we nah, do. I got you. Nobody I goes you. there. So, uh, some no point anything, time,
1: don't go to Jersey. So
0: good enough. Good enough. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next year, have time to come out there and see what duty beach all out. So. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be fun having a good time out
1: there. Yeah, did Dewey, did Rehoboth this summer. Actually, they're next to each other. Went down to Ocean City, Maryland. Went down to Charleston. Went down to Jupiter, Florida, man. I was hitting up and down the coast this summer. So, Hey, man, you were, you were
0: beaching it up. We, we I normally was beaching go to, it up. We, we normally go down to Destin, but we held off on that this year. You know, Having a, having a kid and everything is probably not good to take him out in the sun quite so early. Uh, into this world, so we decided to hold off from going on any beach vacations, but we'll be trying to hit, hit up a beach again next year, for sure. Typically going around the dust of Florida area, and I don't know. I apparently, we might be going to Merle Beach, too, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But I um, wanted to jump to, uh, before we get into all, all of our segments, wanted to jump to uh, give big congrats to the Ohio team and the Lily World Series. They got uh, runners up in the whole League of World Series. They're actually uh, close to my hometown where I live, the Hamilton Westside Little Leaguers. So it was pretty cool seeing them on TV, seeing community get behind them and everything. You know, They were um, out there in downtown Hamilton watching on the big screen, a uh, big crowd out there um, supporting the teams, supporting the boys on that team and everything. And I think that Little League has, uh, set, has been to the League of World Series. I think it's been three or four times that that one Little League has represented Ohio. Um, so I mean, it's, it's pretty cool that it's like that. And, you know, I thought they're going to win it this year, but it wasn't their time, but still much respect for them for getting that far. Cause, um, know, obviously not many teams are able to do that. So big ups to them for sure. Well, what do we read? Ohio had never made it to
1: the championship game ever. So, you know, congratulations getting there. I actually thought they were going to win it. Uh, I guess we have to give Michigan something this year. So if we have to give something up, we'll give up the Little League World Series to Michigan this year. If we have to if we have to give
0: something up, I'll give that. Hey, that team from Michigan, they're from Taylor, Michigan. That's where around where you were from, wasn't it? Yeah, I where was living was right
1: living. there. Yeah. I was yeah, living right so. in Taylor for like two years. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's like it's the North Taylor Little League's what it was. Yeah, so. Right on the border of Detroit. Yep. Yep. So nope, there you go. So you can appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but,
1: I was right there. Yeah, you were up. You visited me when I was up
0: there. That's right. Oh yeah, for sure. Good <laughs> times. Good times. All you, there's always Little Caesars close. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit
1: has Little Caesars on walking distance from about anywhere in the uh, everywhere Wayne it's County area. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but we won't get into those trips to Detroit because there's a lot of funny stuff probably can't talk about on this podcast. <laughs> but I promise you, completely hilarious. Steaks were ordered. Beverages were had. It was funny. Hey man, like, we got
1: love for the D. We don't like the teams, but We got love for the D, <laughs> that, and, and we do.
0: We do. That is so true. So true. So, all right. First segment, we're gonna jump into it real quick because a few things we're gonna talk about today. Um, well, actually, before we do, did you get? Did you do goat yoga or not? Or no, that that that's next weekend. I was at the beach weekend. all weekend. Next weekend, uh, get ready for
1: get ready for the. Brown season. I'll be doing that next su- I'll be doing that Sunday next week. This week,
0: okay. actually. Yeah, this week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, nope, yep. just, wanted, wanted, just wanted to make sure, I'm sure there's people that are interested in that. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about the NFL preseason game, whether or not the NFL should have preseason. Actually, uh, yesterday took Caden to his first uh, Bengals game, so he was excited about that. It's just a preseason game, but got out there, you got to see a stadium and everything, and he was super excited, so uh Cade, you know, is my six-year-old son, so he was uh, really excited about that. And, you know, he enjoyed his time at State. He looks forward to going back. And hopefully you do the full fan experience, get tailgating and everything. Hopefully we won't see too much craziness there when we do it. No, so. it was good. Nothing like a game in Cincinnati in August. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a little warm, but luckily we we're in the shade. So, I mean, that helped a little bit. If we were sitting in the sun the whole time, that would not have been cool. But, um, no, we, we lucked out. It has the seats in the shade, so it wasn't too horrible. So I was happy about that. So going back to the football and preseason, should NFL have preseason games? They moved to a 17-game schedule. They took one preseason game out. Are they needed? We saw J.K. Dobbins got hurt for the Baltimore Ravens. He's running back for the Ravens. I don't know if he was a starting running back, but he was at least going to get some run this year. Oh, no, year. he was going to be the starter. And, he was going to be the starter? Okay. Yeah.
1: I think he led most yards per scrimmage last year, six yards from the line of scrimmage. Next was Nick Chubb, five point four, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State guy, obviously big time runner for the Buckeyes when he was in college. Hate to see this happen. Uh that's why this really came up. I and mean, I don't know, you know, listening to all the shows and radio and all that stuff, I've heard so many different things on how they should do. I mean. It was crazy. I was listening to Browns radio, you know, before the game. They had Doug Deacon, old school Browns guy, tackle. You know what I mean? And he, right. he, they played six. He said he played in six preseason games one year. Six. That's right? crazy. And he said they used to play, you know, in non-NFL cities. You know what I mean? Playing around and stuff. Right. So then, you know, obviously the preseason goes down, and your starters don't play, and then you get, you know, to where we're at now. There was four, and now there's three. Now, starters aren't even playing in the three games because we got 17. Uh, you're hearing about people wanting to go to 18 game schedule. They think it's going to go that way in two preseason games. Maybe no preseason games uh, is the trade off to get to 18 games. I've heard all that's, kinds of crazy stuff on these shows. That's uh, crazy on the
0: body to think about.
1: I think the quality of the football suffers when people don't practice and play. Uh, you have two things I think affecting the quality of football a little bit. Uh one is there's no preseason games. Actually, three things. Two, uh, they don't practice near as much, you know, with the union negotiating less practice time and everything like that. And free agency, where you know, teams don't stay together anymore, like the 70s, right. Steelers, Packers in the 60s, Browns in the 40s, 50s, right? Those teams, you know, used to show up, have a bunch of preseason games, played together for years, right? So, I think a lot of the quality of the football is hidden by the fact we're getting more scoring because you're not able to play defense anymore, not the kind of defense I want to play or see played any longer. You know what I mean? Which really opens up the passing game when quarterbacks can't get hit, receivers can't get hit. Uh, That hides some of it, I think. But I also think, you know, basically I think the whole game suffers a little bit by none of this. So, getting rid of all preseason games is kind of rough. And I think getting rid of the preseason games uh, eliminates the ability for people that come out of nowhere, the great stories, the guys that come from the small schools or the guys that come out of nowhere and become players. Uh, Rare, but it happens, right? And those guys aren't going to get that chance. Uh, And I think it makes college football more important. Uh, you got to perform at the college level, like, big time and do
0: well at that combine because you're not going to get opportunities in the pros. So, Yeah, that's that's the tough part because, like, they're just going, going by measurables at the combine. And there's a lot of guys that, you know, look like Tarzan, play like James. I like James, like, man. You've seen you know, it so many just, times. There's just, there's just there's some dudes, they look the part, and they get them on the field, and they can't really ball. Or and, they just don't get it, right? Like, you know right. what I
1: mean? You, they just – the game doesn't register. You know, that happens in all sports. You know, I think uh, Kwame Brown in the NBA, he had the body and the athleticism. But I don't think the game ever clicked with him, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like just, right.
0: just you know, some people it just doesn't come to. So you
1: right. And football,
0: football is a little bit it's a little more complicated than what people probably can imagine or think as far as that. I mean, granted, if you know your job, you know, you'll be good to go, but it is a little bit mental where you have to kind of know what's going on around you, you know, based on formations and you know, what changes in formations and everything like that, and what you what you're seeing on the fly and how adjustments on during the game and everything. So, I mean, it's more than what people think as far as that. But, yeah, no, it, it's tough. And without any preseason games, like, like I said, those dimes in the rough is harder to be found because, you know, you, you can't get them out in the you can't see them play. Some people can just play. They don't have all the measurables. They're not the right height. They're not the right weight. They don't have the right speed. They don't look the part necessarily. But some guys just about them. They can just play. And that's just what they are. And they're hard workers. And they can go out there and they know how to tackle. You know, they can go out there. They can block. They can do what's necessary to be on the football field with guys that may be more athletic than they are. Yeah. I mean,
1: I was, you know, watching the Browns game. The Browns are going to cut some good players. They're going to cut guys that wouldn't get a look if it wasn't for these preseason games. And then you got a guy like their six-round pick, Felton, that running back. He's going to make the team, and he's going to be in the offense because of what he's been able to show in some of these games. Now, on the flip side, they – a lot of these teams are saying you're hearing through the, you know, the networks and stuff like that, that they get a better workout when they're doing their practices together. You know how these teams mm-hmm. are practicing together all week and they feel, but yeah. I don't think anything replaces game speed and game time and right. definitely conditioning. Right. You remember when we played, remember that
0: first game rough back. Oh yeah. You know? it obviously it's 90 plus <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah. And I felt bad for our defense because we're out there and our offense wasn't clicking yet. We could go three and out, three and out. It'll come out and we'll score in four plays, go three and out, score in like five plays, and you know, we just put him yeah. in a bad spot those first couple of games of the season when it's hot and either we're going three and out or we're scoring quick. And it's just a bad combo for defense when with, with the hurry yeah. of offense.
1: And you know what? Maybe not so much offensive linemen, because obviously, you know, defensive linemen exert a lot more effort because you know, we're trying to get to the quarterback. It's obviously so you don't expend as much energy as you do when you're right. top, you know. So when you, you know, but, you know, also NFL rotates linemen now, rotates corners, right? So you're not out there the whole time like you used to be. That's a factor, too. But with the preseason, I I don't know if they think they should get rid of all the games. I think they should at least play, two. I like I like seeing the starters go all the time. I like seeing Baker Mayfield play some snaps. You're seeing all over Twitter, oh, all I care about is people don't get hurt. All I care about is people don't get hurt. Like you need to you need to get some reps, in my opinion. Maybe maybe right. some thing. Now, does Miles Garrett need reps? Probably not, right? But you're a defensive end. You know, that's a little different than a quarterback going out there and building, you know, getting some game action and stuff like that. Yeah. Linemen, especially linemen. to me, offensive linemen working together. You right. know, I think it's important. And and like oh, yeah,
0: think, you For know, sure. being able to when, when they're seeing real when they're seeing real stunts and real blitzes and like not like even like from early preseason late preseason to the first game of the season, they're, they're not seeing, like, everything they're going to see in the regular season as far as stunt-wise and blitz-wise and, you know, all of that. So, offensive linemen definitely need to work as far as that and their communication, how they're seeing the game, hopefully together. As far yeah, as going and, that, then, so. and
1: then you got teams that have issues with positions, some teams more than others, right? You right. know, one of the things, I think it's harder to turn things around now in the NFL because of the free agents, because people jumping around. So that's why, you know, the Browns bringing it back basically the core of their team this year for the first time in 20 years, probably since they put been right. back. Right. Right. So, you know, uh, so we expect big things. Now, if you're a team like the jets, right. And you're coaching that does debacle, right. You got a new quarterback, you got new people in every position. You got new right. coaching staff and everything like that. Uh, and you only get three games, maybe eventually only two, maybe no preseason games, I mean, that's 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 tough for those guys. Like, for instance, I'll, I'll use positions like the Browns. I think linebackers still a massive question there. Yeah, uh, Seriously, even with the kid from Notre Dame there, I think – and he's played well. Big question. I think these preseason games help you find out who's a guy who can surprise you and play
0: some snaps, right? Right. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Same with the Bengals. That's like one of the positions I was worried about before season was, linebacker and their ability to be able to cover uh you know receivers in a slot and running backs off the backfield. And I still I still worry about that because that's where they struggled. I feel like there's some some of the linebackers weren't weren't really quick enough to be able to do I it. Mean, I don't know if it was necessarily fast enough or quick enough or you know their hips are too tight or whatever it is. Like, I just feel like that linebacker I'm like running backs and receivers in the slots would still get open on them. Um it just seemed I won't say get open, but it just seemed like it was still it was too easy for them to catch balls and getting better routes.
1: So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, little water there, but, uh, I think, uh, I think that the preseason probably, you probably need a game or two, uh, at least, you know, I think, Yeah, you know, you want to say three is too many. That's fine. Uh, you want to give us 18 and two, that's fine, but you know how physical football is. And, uh, you know, with, 18 games long season, man. Can you imagine playing? You know, 17 games. Right, you're a primary player playing 17 games, man. That's a lot of football. Right, it's gonna be hard to stay healthy at you know 17 games, especially if you're a player that's a little older. And then, yep. but I think on the flip side is if you can make more money in a in a shorter time frame, right? So if you're playing 17 games, do they make more on their contracts? Probably because they're they're game checks, right? So I, I think True. possibly they could be making more money in a shorter period of time. You know that they might not make in a shorter the,
0: season. I can, I can see the I can see the owners adjusting those contracts though.
1: Yeah, oh you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all about the total volume, right? You know. And but you know, it, 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 I think you know, seventeen games is is a lot. You know, especially what they do this year. Eight, the AFC teams are playing what? eight home games or something like that, or nine, and like the nine. NFC's playing eight, right? Yeah, and then something like that. And then, but the one games, you know, there's a couple. Like the, maybe it was the Falcons who's only going to have six home games because they're playing one of their home games in Europe. So, I mean, it's going right. to get tricky, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. But
1: for what I've seen from the Browns, i got to say Baker Mayfield threw another one of them touchdown passes and only a few guys can throw. The haters now, what gotta is gotta they... stop hating, man. That, 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 was, that was
0: a nice ball. Like, that was perfect ball. I, I can't hate on that. That was a good ball. Yeah. sure. And,
1: and Hodge uh, is a guy, the guy who caught it is a guy I think needs to make the team because uh, he's made plays all preseason, but we've known that he's been on the team before. And the thing I like about him, too, is he's a, you know, a stud on special teams, right? So, you know, you have right. him, you know, he might not be your starting receiver, but he's going to go down and tackle the guy on returns. Right. You know what right. I mean? Stuff like that. And those guys you need. So, you know, I'm hoping he makes it. Uh, I think he's a player. But uh, some people got cut today. Remember, today's cut down day. I don't think anybody's announcing anything official because they got to have their roster down by three tomorrow, tomorrow I think.
0: But, I think yeah. so. they, they were, they were. I mean, I have seen for the Bengals and Browns yet, but I have seen some teams that have started, like, uh, making their cuts. I know. Apparently, the Bengals are looking at an offensive lineman from Detroit. That was a veteran. Oh, he was there for, like, I think it was, like, second-round pick that they had from, like, he started like you know three or four years, something like that. I mean, he was a solid player. Like so, I don't know why he got cut. I think it's health reason or health reasons why, but not positive about that. Anywhere he goes, you have to do physical as far as doing that. But um,
1: no, it'll be it'll be
0: interesting. Like I said, for the Browns, obviously, you know, they're gonna rely on Nick Chubb running game, they have the play action passing game that seems like it's gonna be working for Baker. He can Obviously, he does have accuracy. That's one that he definitely has. And he proved on that throw in preseason that he still got it. I mean, that was literally, like, the perfect throw. His, it was either his receiver oh, was going to catch it or nobody was. Like, I can't be mad at that throw at all. And that's, like, you know, that's pretty hard throw to make, that's, you know, what he did with it. So, oh, plus yeah. Nick Chubb. Hey, Nick Chubb's on my fantasy squad. I, I drafted him number one. So, um, or number two <laughs> uh, behind Austin Eckler. So, I'm, I'm playing Nick Chubb doing big things for this year for Brownies. I think
1: he's going to. He's still going to be running behind the best line in the league, and you, st- and you, see, you know a lot of starters weren't playing a lot. Uh, you got right. to see how good the Browns' scheme is. So it's not just the players; it's the coaching, right. right? And just real quick, what Stefanski was able to do in a COVID year, in his first year as a coach, and win 11 games—the Cleveland Browns, right? I mean, he's the rookie. Coach. He's the rookie coach of all time. Not should have won rookie coach of the year, but rookie coach of all time. <laughs> to do that with that team after right. Boy Hugh Jackson was in town for a while, followed by Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Just when you thought he was the worst coach of all time, you get Freddie Kitchens. So yeah, yeah that was that process. was tough
0: there, Freddie Kitchens. So. so
1: I got two questions for you. Yeah, Browns Chiefs opening week in Kansas City. Who you got? Opening week in Kansas City. In Kansas City, four twenty-five national television. Two weeks away. I'm
0: taking the Chiefs. I think, I, think, I, think, I think it's in Kansas City. Arrowhead's going to be super loud. I think the Chiefs will try to make it into a track meet. Obviously, the Browns try to slow it down. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I guess it depends. It depends how much of the clock that the Browns can chew up and if the Browns can somehow halfway slow down the Chiefs' offense. You know, they, they have a lot of weapons. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, I mean, to have a layer but he's been hurt. I don't know if he's really considered a weapon or not. He can be or whatever. But, I mean, you have Hill and Kelsey mainly. And hey, those are the two guys you got to worry about.
1: NFL <laughs> Network countdown, 100 best players. They got two of the top five in
0: Kelsey and Mahomes. So. And, and, yeah, and they have Mahomes, who who has probably the strongest arm in the league. And he can throw it harder than most people, like falling away towards the sidelines and chucking, yeah. you know, 50 yards down the field, like it's not a big deal. So yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, I mean gonna the be Browns can't do it. Day. And
1: yeah, then
0: it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big
1: time game for sure. And then my second question is Browns, Bengals, what's the split? Are they gonna win Bengals 2 and 0, Browns 2 and 0 or split?
0: I think they're gonna split. I feel like they split every year. It's just robbery not games. recently. Yeah, well, the last what two years they haven't, but leading up to it, it's been splitting pretty good. Or the or the Bengals took it. So, this is, this is kind of the Browns' time right now. We'll see. The Bengals are trying to make a comeback, um, you know, behind Burrow and everything. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think they'll split this year, though.
1: All but right. yeah, but more, thing,
0: more things have to go right for the Bengals to be able to do that versus the Browns. The Browns are more talented. All
1: right. I got the Browns against the Chiefs. I got the Browns 2-0
0: against Bengals. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> Can't yep. tell. D- Dane's the Browns' homer. No, he really feels that <laughs> way. You know, Browns are good this year. I I can't hit them for that. So, all right, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, I saw something for the Mets' thumbs down. So, the Mets, I think it was Javier Baez and, what, Francisco Lindor, a couple other players in the team. Whenever they get hits, whatever, they look at the dugout and they give the thumbs down or whatever. And Javier Baez said that, you know, they're going through some things, and if they weren't doing well, like the fans come out and they'll boo them and everything, so they're basically like, forget the fans, forget y'all, we get hits, we do well, forget you, thumbs down to you, that's it, so I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I can't believe we're even talking about this, (laughs) this is why the Mets are the Mets, this is why they're what they are, a massive payroll every year, that's a disgrace to baseball, all (laughs) right, awful, right, these guys aren't hitting, right, So the fans are upset that they're not hitting, right? They're making a lot of money. People pay a lot of money to go to these games, and these dudes ain't hitting, right? Uh, Francisco Lindor, man, you know I'm a diehard Indians fan. He wasn't even the best player on the Indians, and he got that big contract. I'm so glad they didn't sign him. There's so many flaws in his game. I mean – People love him. He's got that million-dollar smile, that Hollywood smile people love. He does. He you does. Know I mean, he's got that. I know Jose Ramirez doesn't even necessarily maybe look like an athlete. I love him, but he was the best player by far on the Indians. Still <laughs> right. is. Dude's a stud. Lindor isn't even fast. Like, Lindor's slow on the base pass. He's got a good glove, but he doesn't have great range, right? right. He's not very quick. And he don't hit. He's got home run happy. Right and bias? Uh, why are we? Uh, this is just. Uh, what
0: what the do thing we think before we got on in, this thing? In There's general, a, in general, with games. fans, in general, with fans, though, and how fans feel like they're entitled to whatever they feel like they're entitled to. Should athletes be more like this? All right, forget the fans. You know, you guys are there basically to pay our paychecks, whatever. That's on you to watch the games, but we don't have to cater to you we here to play the sport. We want to play. If you don't like us, cool. If you don't support us, we don't care. We're getting paid to play ball. That's Let all me ask is. you this. Say you're working in <laughs> – I don't know. Say you're
1: working in, uh, I don't uh know, Yankee Candle, right? Yes. People come in, you just thumbs down. Yeah, you suck. To your customers. That's that's basically what the Mets are saying to the people coming and paying for the games and the
0: paychecks. <laughs> like, right. I that, mean, that's, but, but that's, yeah, yeah. But think about this that's people come in, they love your candles, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a stretch where your supplier, you know, couldn't <laughs> add a certain kind of wax for a candle for that one week. Like you get dogged completely by your customer base for that one week that you were, uh, that your candles were off. Now, forget everything else you've done previously before that or whatever. That one week, they make it sound like it's the worst thing to happen in the world. So, after that, all right, forget them. Yeah, we make great candles. You don't like it? Hey, thumbs (laughs) down. If you like it, come on. Buy our product. Hey, it's
1: so (laughs) bad. Like, Yankee Candle, like, I don't care how bad you've screwed the customer over, right? You still got to smile over and say, yo, we're going to get the right wax next week or something. You know what I mean? You don't thumbs down. Like, if you notice the GM, the Mets, one of the, you know, people with the Mets, I forget yeah. who it was. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I saw that. He's
0: not happy with it, right? Because well, he's, he's, the, he's the business guy. He's like, oh, we can't do this. We can't lose fans, blah, 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 whatever else. If they're Mets fans, they're going to show up. How you know, much you know, did it, this dude, this owner, pay for this team, for this
1: Mets I team? Of change. Yeah. It was something crazy. It was something crazy. And he paid all that money for a team that's always going to be second fiddle to the Yankees. You're always going to be a second-class citizen. You're always going to be on the back page of the paper.
0: Yeah, you know what?
1: Man, I lived in New York. I don't even like going to Queens. It's too far, man. I went to a Mets game against the Reds the one time. It took me an hour to get down there on the blue line or whatever from, like, I forget what part I was in, but I'll never go back to Mets stadium again. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> a terrible baseball.
0: So you really um, go to Yankee, you really go to Yankee city. Yeah, right?
1: man. I'm going to roll up in the Bronx. I'm going to go into the, the evil empire and watch some real baseball. You know, I'm not going to, you know, if I, <laughs> yeah, like what, what are you talking about, man? It's a, it's a joke. That dude paid
0: what a couple billion for the Mets or something. I can't remember what it was. It was something. I mean, they, they still have a serious payroll though. I mean, they can fork out some cash yeah. somehow, some way they can still do it right. There's now they have to do it properly and they've had some bad luck with some injuries with their pitching. Uh, but Overall, I mean, it could still be all right, you know, but this year's not their year. So Should they have given thumbs down to the fans? <laughs> have, overall, probably not. Like, I can't say that's something I would necessarily have done. But sometimes I understand why players are going, all right, forget the fans, because fans are in their feelings a lot about their teams. And they say some crazy stuff that they never say to a player in person.
1: For real. Francisco Lindor <laughs> signed that big contract. Basically was hurt about a month and a half, maybe more this year. Is batting right. what? What's he up to? Is he two ten even? I don't Maybe, I up. I, maybe I a couple it. home runs. And there's seven and a half games out of a playoff spot, you know, in the NL East, seven out of the wild card. They're not going right. to the playoffs again, right? No thumbs down. No thumbs down. If I was him, I'd try to hide. I would not even be looking at them, putting the thumbs down. I'd try to pretend like I wasn't even out there. I'd hide from them. I'd be so embarrassed to play like that, making all that money, but you know, it's just different. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, we'll see what happens, but I think the Mets are a mess. I can't believe we're talking about the Mets. Who brought up this
0: topic? No one. Yeah, that was, me. that, that was me. That was me. That was my fault. <laughs> I was really more talking about the thumbs down is happened to be the Mets and you know, then be the Mets kind of this adds to no other major all. league baseball team, I think, would do this.
1: Only the Mets would come up with something this stupid, this, <laughs> this 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 incompetent in a sporting event. I don't think any other major league baseball team would do that. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever yeah, you yeah, no, you no, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. you're probably only right. the yeah. Mets, only the Mets.
0: I'm done oh, talking man. about that. Yeah, nobody cares. (laughs) All right. Well, then, who we do care about, then, are Cincinnati Red Legs.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the Reds. Let's talk about somebody who's relevant,
0: someone that's in the media for good things and not being idiots. Right. Well, the Reds, they were, you know, they're hanging on to a wild card spot right now. Uh, In the division, they're eight and a half back of Milwaukee, which they just lost a series to Milwaukee. They just now lost a series to the Marlins, which they can't do. The Marlins are bottom feeder teams. You can't lose teams like that. Right now, they just lost to the Cardinals. Ooh. 3-1 to just now. Ooh. I hate when they play the Cardinals. So, now the Cardinals are crawling back. Um, so, the Reds are eight and a half games behind the, the Brewers. Now the Cardinals are 12 games behind the Brewers, so only, what, three and a half games behind the Reds? So They're only three and
1: a half. They actually, by winning that game, got a whole lot closer in the wild card then. So, right. so they were three that, and a half back uh, of the last wild card spot, which is the Reds. So now what? They're two and a half behind.
0: Yeah, two and a half behind. Padres only one and a half games behind. Or actually, that means Padres are half. What, no, one game. Behind. Yeah, you get a gain a
1: full game if you play the team, right? Yeah, so, you get a
0: full game play team. But the, the Padres didn't play them. I don't know if the Padres won or lost.
1: San Diego's right. one and a half games back.
0: Yeah. So Either way, the Cardinals coming back. The Reds this year, like honestly, they can hit. They usually they they can hit once they're healthy. Right now, one of the best players, Winker, he's out. He's been hurt. gustakus um, he had come back, but he just got hurt again. As far as some tightness or whatever, I don't know if it's hip or whatever. The starting pitcher has been doing the starting pitching has been doing all right this year. Um, you know, Castillo got off to a slow start, but he's been finding his groove overall. Like even this game, like he gave up like a two-run home run in the first inning, but he was doing fine after that. But really, it's just the relief pitching that worries you i swear there's been at least 10 games no joke where the 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 reds bullpen has given up you know at least a two-run lead in like the eighth inning or later and that's that's tough as far as that like their bullpen i don't know what the deal is i know there were some players that got hurt and you know that's tough and there were some other players that just weren't living up to expectations and I don't know, like Amir Garrett, like, I was like, man, like the game season he was talking, like he was going to be the closer, talking big trash and everything to everybody, and that dude can't get anybody out. Either he's wild and not around the plate, and then he has to throw a 3-0 count, he has to throw a ball right down the middle of the plate and someone takes a some yard because he only throws 93, 94 mile an hour, which in the major leagues, you know, that's a meatball, and they're going to take a yard, and they did often. As far as that. So he doesn't have the right to talk trash to anybody because he can't control <laughs> he can't control his pitching. But everybody else, you know, the players you do have like Lorenzen, some of him coming back, he does throw hundred mile an hour, but he throws like a hundred mile an hour four fastball that doesn't move. And when people get around on that, guess what happens? It goes yard, especially in Great American ballpark, because it's not like you know the polo grounds from back in the day. Like me and Dan go and hit batting practice putting up for deck right now, if you felt like it. So <laughs> It's one of those things where if they can figure out relief fishing, I really think they can make a run. I think they have the starters that are good enough to do it. I think they have the, the bats. I think they're top five in the major leagues hitting. Um, you know, they, they, they do score runs, but their weakness is been the bullpen all year. It's been the bullpen. And that's the one thing you worry about down the stretch because the need those guys to show up and be able to have the rotation going through like seventh, eighth, and ninth. They should be able to get guys out. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. And they don't. It's always an adventure. And that's not a good thing when you're trying to make it to the playoffs. And if you do make the playoffs, you have to play the Dodgers probably in L.A. And those guys are going to hit. It's just what it well, is. San
1: Diego right now is uh, actually in leading that division, and the Dodgers are in the first wild card. But they're up yeah, no, they, no,
0: they're, no, that's what I mean. Like the wild card, don't the wild cards meet each other for like the one-game playoff? And then the winner of those. Oh, that's play. right.
1: Yeah, because the new format. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, so yeah. – that, that's what they'll have to do. that to play, you know, right now they play they will play the Dodgers in Los Angeles. They'll play the Dodgers or the Giants. <laughs> right. So which means they they're gonna probably if they play the Dodgers, they're gonna see Max Serzer probably or Walker Bueller um out there. Neither one of those is somebody you really want to face. You know, Dodgers only have Trevor Bauer right now. The good and, part, you know, yeah, the good
1: man. yeah, Trevor Bauer, that's crazy. But uh the uh it's only one
0: game. A lot can happen in one game. So That's true. And the Reds can't hit. So, I mean, I'm not discounting that at all. Anything's possible in, in those games for sure. You got to right. get in.
1: You got to get that one-game chance. So, yeah. I notice Philly's not quite dead yet. They're four games behind the Reds for that final spot. Now three and a half. I don't know right. if they won tonight or not. Uh, are you bullish on the Reds getting the final wild card spot?
0: I think they can do it. I really do. They've been pretty solid all year. Like I was telling you before, like they don't really have superstars on their team. They have a, a team full of like just solid players. Um, typically like in the field, they don't make a bunch of mistakes. You know, they can usually hit you're pretty decent throughout their order, uh, but especially like top five guys, they can usually hit like Kyle farmers come in, be able to play shortstop. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, playing short His bat's been pretty solid overall. Like, they have a new kid coming up in the minor league system. We'll see what happens next year. He's at single-A uh, Dayton Dragons. So he rides a couple of years before he makes the big leagues. So I think they have Farmer at shortstop. We'll see what happens overall when they have Moustakis healthy and if they're going to play him or Suarez. I think they'll lean towards Mustakas because Suarez is either home run, strikeout, or walk. That was about it. Um, and so I think Moustakis was fine grew until he got hurt again. So uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I think the Reds can do it. They can't make an appearance in the playoffs, but they got they gotta start you know getting their stuff together down the stretch.
1: All right, Cincinnati, you heard it. Buy your tickets now.
0: One That's game right. playoff. Hey, Get hey, your games seat. Are fun. It's happening. Hey, might, might, be, might be flying to Cali one That's game right. Playoff.
1: It's happening.
0: <laughs> That's right. Everybody,
1: you heard it. Get your tickets now. Reds, playoff. Anything can happen.
0: Hey, this is this is the time. This is the time. Can't can't it's mess fine. with this now. Let's go. Let's do it.
1: I'm so. pulling for them. Indians are done. They already won the Ohio Cup. They decided that was enough for the year to take the Ohio Cup. <laughs> they don't need the playoffs this year.
0: Oh, yeah, so now, taking we're taking the rest of the year off. We're
1: going to let Cincinnati do this one now, so. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: All right. All right. All right. That's fine. Rapid <laughs> fire. Rapid fire. All
1: Good right. Come
0: about See some a uh, uh, crab shortage. Rapid fire. Tell us about this, day. Yeah, man, man. Oh, this was bad. So
1: there is a crab shortage, people, on the beach right? A crab shortage. The all-you-can-eat crab meals are hard to find right now. You know, I found one in Ocean City about a month and a half ago. So, in Dewey Beach, is a place called Woody's, right? And it's the best crab cake ever. So, I'm all excited to get my crab cakes. I get the two-crab cake meal every time, right? They only gave me one crab cake. Oh, whoa! whoa, whoa, there's one crab cake on here. What am I supposed to do with this? One six-ounce crab cake a thing of macaroni, and uh, a Caesar salad, right? Right. Basically, I like, go, well, is this the appetizer? Where's the other crab cake? Right? said, <laughs> so, well, didn't you read the thing? You know, it's a little cheaper to just get the one crab cake. Oh, I said, well, that makes me feel better. And there's a thing on my table that says, because of the crab shortage, where you can only give you one crab cake, so everybody else can enjoy our crab cakes as well. Okay. This is crazy. <laughs> got to figure out why there's a crab shortage. There's no way I can go to the beach and live off a six ounce crab cake meal. It has to be two crab
0: cakes, two six ounce crab cakes for my dinner. That's my question though. Is it, is it just a shortage of actual crabs They can't get them or shortage of fishermen getting the crabs from, from the ocean to bring it back? It's a little hazy. There's no, (laughs) I'm not
1: sure what it is. Everywhere you go, tells you there's a shortage of crab cakes. There's a shortage of crabs. I mean, this is a this is a nas- national catastrophe here because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to eat when I'm on my uh, beach trip. So right. uh, we went to airplane. And it was everywhere. Everywhere was limited the amount of crab cakes. There is a crab shortage. And I wish we could get to the bottom of it. I don't know if we got time to, but we would we can afford investigative reporting, I would uh, send people out to check this out for us because All right. this well, is a we'll, big
0: problem. We'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll try to figure something out. See we'll what we try to, try to figure out. out, out. We're like, going to get yeah, back we'll... to
1: you on details on the crab shortage. This is new to me. <laughs> it hit me hard this week. I heard rumors about it, but now it's affecting me personally. Right now. Not to problem. mention that Woody's then gave me a bill for
0: $33 for that one crab cake meal. Oh, so see, the, the price was still up there. Price was That's still far. up there. One crab cake, cake though. One crab cake. That's Natural cat-
1: Yeah, national catastrophe. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to figure <laughs> it
0: out. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do some research on our end. We'll see what we can find as far as that. Yeah. Next up, Milk Crate Challenge. The Milk Crate Challenge. How stupid is it? And do you think you could, that you could complete it?
1: I thought the ice bucket challenge was exceptionally stupid, but this one just took took stupid to a whole other level of stupid, right? Because at least <laughs> the ice bucket
0: challenge, you're just going to get cold. This you're going to break your back. Have you been seeing right. these videos? I've seen I've seen a few of them. I, I can't say I would ever really try that because you, you mess up, you fall, like it's not, like it's, it's not going to feel good hitting the ground. You know, like hope you're on some grass, but either way laying on some milk crates, it's not going to feel good. It's going to hurt. They're going to be unforgiving. You're probably going to break something. Odds are, because you're going to be falling some random angle and it's just not smart. And even in the heyday, in my best shape, could I have done it? Possibly. Probably my balance was better. I was better core strength, better back strength, all that stuff. I was more agile. Now, definitely not. Back then, Possibility. I'm not gonna say I couldn't do it, but I wouldn't try it because that's just stupid. I'm not putting my <laughs> body through that. That's crazy. So I don't know. What about you? It is the dumbest. Th- I I
1: don't know. I was, you know, I mean, I was pretty agile for one. Always been a little heavy just to stand on a milk crate. Ever stood on milk crate? Yeah, you know, like yeah, they're not they're not very a little yeah. sketchy with me just stepping on one, let alone five stacked high, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. If you try it, you're stupid. And Terrell's got more on this later on, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely have some, some more uh, news about that. About this. Uh... Milk crate challenge. We'll get into that in a little bit make Yeah, that's all I got to real. say
1: about it. Like you know, don't be stupid. Don't try to milk. We do not. We we do not. Uh, what do you call? Approve. We, yeah. we do not we endorse. We do not endorse milk crate
0: challenge. Yeah, yeah. you're not getting from us. Yeah. So no no endorsement. No sponsorships. If you no know, milk crate company side of contact us for sponsorships, we might do it then because you know we'll, we will accept that. But. That's the only way. Other yeah, than, if you want to do
1: something off. stupid, go buy a ticket to a Mets game if you want to do something stupid. Don't do the milk but Don't do the milk challenge. <laughs> yeah,
0: they always get thumbs down from the players. Yeah, <laughs>
1: thumbs down.
0: <laughs> all right, up next, Jake Paul, who's YouTube sensation, beat Tyron Woodley in the eight-round uh, boxing match on Showtime in Cleveland, Ohio. First of all, the fact that it happened, you know, they're making a little bit of money because they're the ones promoting it, so big ups to them for making that big paycheck. I'm not mad. I'm not mad on them. Ten the promoters out of it. Jake Paul and his brother Logan Paul. They are, you know, YouTube sensations. They have huge followings. Um, so they both got paid. Jake Paul won, but him and, um, he was talking a little bit of trash to Miles Garrett. And uh, the real question is, do you think Jake Paul can beat Miles Garrett any kind of boxing match or fight? I don't know if anybody can beat Miles against Garrett in a fight, let alone that dude.
1: You know, maybe Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury might, would probably beat Miles Garrett in a boxing match, right? Because he's huge and he's a professional right. fighter. But yeah. now Jake Paul ain't beating Miles Garrett. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. The I can't is, believe
0: he's starting with him. I mean, it's good. Do you think you could beat Jake Paul? No, hell no, I'm
1: too old, man. In,
0: your, in, in, your in my, in my heyday. heyday? Yeah, maybe. I mean, heyday. How big is Jake Paul? Do we do we have his size? I I, I don't know. I don't have his I don't have his actual I'm not size. He looks like about 6'2", two. I 200 like 205. I don't Maybe know. Maybe a little heavier. You know what? Maybe we gotta heavier. check
1: this out because yeah. I mean, for one, he, Mayfield's what uh not Mayfield, uh
0: Mayweather's what, 140 pounds on a good day? Yeah, but that was his brother that fought Mayweather.
1: Yeah, I know. As far as
0: that. So, this
1: was Jake Paul, right? Yeah, Jake yeah, Paul. Jake Paul. So, he oh. is 6'1", and I don't see a weight. So, he's pretty lean. So, like you said, maybe 200, right?
0: Yeah, like I was I was thinking maybe 205. Like, it said Paul hit to scale at 190, and Willie was at 189.5. So, that's their weight that they weighed in at. I would imagine his walk-around weight is like – Two o five. by to the guess.
1: They well, have him listed in here as a cruiserweight. That's small. Oh uh, yeah, but anyway, no, I'm not beating Miles Garrett. Stupid to start fight with Miles Garrett. If they're doing it for publicity, it's good. I love what they're <laughs> doing. Like I don't care if they act like idiots or not. They're rich. They're living yeah. the life. He said I, doing- I was
0: I was listening to the All the Smoke podcast. He's on there with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes because they're part of Showtime as well. Yeah. And he, he inked a deal with Showtime. I forget how many fight deals. It's, it's at least a five-fight deal with Showtime. He did and himself. he picks the opponent. He probably yeah. picks the outcome even. I mean. But he uh, has a following where he knows he's going to give viewers. He's going to make money because people love him or whatever. So, hey, I'm not mad at him for the hustle. You no, know, I I love it. I think it's the American dream, man. It's great. Yeah. It's good and for he's. Him. And he's He's showing everybody what like Dana White and UFC is doing, where they don't pay their fighters, or they take most of the first and they give their fighters just a little bit of it, or whatever. Like he's exploiting that, and it's the truth as far as that. You know, if he's going in, he's making a little bit of money. He has the opposing fighter to make a little bit of money. They can't beat that. I'm sure fighters will take L's just go out there and make that pay to, that uh, that paycheck.
1: You brought up a good point. Like you, kn- it'd be a lot harder to do this in team sports. But like in individual sports, why let everybody else get a piece of the pie for just a belt? If you're right. in it for the money, man, just be like, you know, why doesn't uh, you know, say Tyson Fury go, Joshua, let's uh let's go do this on our own and not pay anybody and take all the money themselves. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting to see what direction this takes. Cause let's face it, he isn't even a real fighter. I hate to say that, but he's not, right? No, he's, he's never not. fought a real boxing match. He's he's you know,
0: it's it's a show. It's it's you wonder WWE's, how is what it is. It's it's wrestling. You wonder how long it's gonna take for somebody with real skills has that same social media following for as long as he has he's had it since he's been in like a kid. He's only 24, but he was like on the Disney channel back in the day. He's been on like YouTube and all kinds of other social media platforms, like making that money and building his following. So wait till someone who's a a really good athlete does the same kind of thing. And just merges two worlds together, you can really take it from each
1: other. I mean, you've seen LeBron and Odell Beckham and some of these guys really use, but no one's ever used it like this, where he basically is in control of everything. Right. Man, it's his show. I mean, obviously he's got to negotiate with people like Mayweather to make sure he gets his cut, but you
0: know what I right. mean. Oh, yeah. But he he can he can get to those tables and have those conversations because that's what's that that is the key. He can get yeah. to any table he wants. Yep. 100%. 100%. So, okay. Last, because this is kind of more than rapid fire, but does Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns make it to the end of the year in his relationship with Kendall Jenner?
1: End of the
0: NBA season with Kendall Jenner?
1: I don't know. Kardashians change ballplayers out like underwear. That's true.
0: That's true. Devin
1: Booker's been hanging on there for a while, though. You know what I mean?
0: He has. He has. But, you know, it's funny. I mean – I, I don't think it's going to make it to the end of the year. I think the switch-up is going to have to happen. The switch-up will happen at some point in time.
1: Switch-up, you think?
0: Uh, will, will, will she be with someone else? I'm not sure, but I don't think it make, I don't think the way she makes it to the end of the year. I'm giving, it, I'm giving, it, I'm giving it
1: longer. I'm giving, it, I'm giving him a chance here. Going He's just it? in the NBA Finals. He's one of the good young players. He is. I think as long as he stays relevant,
0: he'll be good. The thing is, though, like, I feel like uh, – I, must say, I feel like he could step up from Kendall Jenner. But, you know, maybe he's like, well, Kendall Jenner's from family where their family's doing very, business very well. Maybe he's taking opportunities, too. I don't know. I don't know. There's lots of
1: pictures of him hanging in Italy. Uh, so, yeah. you know, he's living that life. Hey, I hope, I hope it
0: doesn't mess with his game. Hope it doesn't mess with his game.
1: Hey, a lot of them have messed with the game. Harden had to get rid of that Chloe to get his game back. You never know what happened,
0: you know? So I got his game back. I'm not a Harden <laughs> fan, though. I'm not a hard fan, so he, he can do whatever to yeah. try to fix that. Especially yeah. the new rules. I look forward to what happens with the new rules next year. We won't be able to draw so many random fouls, jumping backwards and sideways. And yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited track.
1: for it. I'm excited for it. I think it's the end of the little guys. We know it. So
0: Yeah, probably. That's probably true. We'll talk about that another show, though. Yeah. Uh, last, Rich Paul, agent of LeBron James. His relationship with Adele. I didn't know about this until today when they said something about it. But how long is that going to last? That's my question. How long has it been going on? How long is it going to last? I, I was just I surprised see happened in the first place.
1: I don't know. Adele's body transformation is amazing. When I see his pictures of her with Rich Paul. It's uh, amazing. Uh, this is a tough one.
0: It's a tough one.
1: Does it make just it to the you end of the you, season?
0: Yeah, you don't really know much about either, right? Like no. I feel like she I feel like I feel like she would be like a halfway like normal person. Well she's like English, straight, right? Isn't yeah. she from England? Yeah, yeah. So she's, she's from England and everything, so but I just don't picture her being like a diva celeb all the time. But could be wrong. Never know. But was, they are all hanging out at LeBron James' wife's thirty fifth birthday party. You know, those two all right, I'm going, going two for Russ two. West I'm, I'm I'm gonna say yeah.
1: It lasts longer than the season.
0: I'm gonna I go. Think, with I think they will, too, for whatever reason. I think they will, too. <laughs> for um, whatever reason. We wish whatever them reason. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> We'll see if he survives his lawsuit coming from New Orleans Noel. We yeah, We got to talk yeah. about that, but, yeah. New Noel saying that he lost him money, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. As well. So, um, yeah, all right, here we go. Dane, next. Get real with Dane. What you got? Who's your topic on?
1: Oh, man. It's a, it's a topic that's very dear and painful to my heart. Kevin Love in the national news again this week, right? Er, and, and it really, I, I got excited. Like, I'm on vacation, right? I'm sitting there having a drink, and I almost spilled it because a report came out on Twitter that Kevin Love and the Cavs were negotiating a buyout, right? They just right. got that seven-footer foot, from the Bulls, um, Lori. And Lori, Lori of- marketing Got rid of Larry Nance Jr., which is a great guy. I, you know, he's a great person, great person for Cleveland. But I'm glad he's gone because he's always hurt. He isn't that good. And then, and I would get, I'll get killed from pe- by people for saying that because they can't overlook the court stuff with the stuff he does off the court. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, and you know what? And Altman's credit—he's one got three seven-footers now. What do you hear me ripping people for the Cavs all the time? They're too small. They can't shoot. They're too small. can't shoot. So, you know, I just ripped Altman on our first podcast, and I still think he deserves a good ripping for some of this stuff. But he did go get us some seven-footers. Drafted Mobley. Anyway, anyway, nothing's getting fixed until Kevin Love is gone. So, Kevin Love supposedly said this week that he wishes he was the one traded to Portland and not Nance. What do you mean you wish? You can't play anymore. Nobody wants you. You know why then the following day that the news article came out that your agent, your agent said that you are not negotiating a buyout with the Cavs and you're going to stay in Cleveland is because nobody wants you. Nobody. Nobody. If you took the buyout and had to give up a couple bucks, right? Right. go play nobody's gonna pick you up LeBron ain't gonna come save you you can't even run up and down the court has anybody seen a Kevin Love on the court lately there was only about five games you got a chance to see him then then Kevin Love goes and steals a 10-day vacation to Vegas to play for the Olympic team and what they say on in that article out there the guy for the Olympic head guy say came in out of shape and wasn't ready to play and he said in the nicest way possible, he lied to them that he wasn't that he was in shape or whatever and was going to be able to play. So this dude is crying. He wants a trade. He wants a trade because he thinks somebody wants him. Rival GMs all over Twitter saying there is no market for Kevin Love. All right. So this is your get real moment, Kevin Love. Get real. Nobody wants you. Please retire and go away. You have single-handedly destroyed the Cavs' franchise, single-handedly. Real quick, Terrell, they signed him after LeBron left to keep the Cavs relevant, to build around him thinking we were getting a guy from Minnesota and to take us into the playoffs the year after LeBron left. And then we can, you know, build around him, get players to maybe come play with him and to have the Cavs remain relative. In a team sport, I am blaming one person for the complete failure of the Cavaliers, and it's Kevin Love. The complete failure of the entire franchise is on him. It's on him. And he should be ashamed of himself to steal that $60 million. You know what? I used to try to tell myself, well, you know, he did help us win the title and four years of titles. No, my goodwill's gone. They got to pay this dude $60 million for two more years and he couldn't play in a 50 and overly, I'm done. That's it. Get real. Get real, Kevin Love.
0: Nobody wants you. So, Dane is not a fan of Kevin Love. Anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the moral no. of the story. Dane's ready for him to go. He's ready for the, the new seven-footers to come in, yeah. the new look Cavs to come in and see what they can do going forward.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so they're going to embarrass him and pay him $60 million, <laughs> make him sit on the bench. I, I can't even take it. You know what? I. It's just It's unbelievable. So, yeah, I just want to tell Kevin Real, get real. Nobody wants you. Don't wish you were traded because it's not going to happen.
0: No, nope, you're oh. going to be stuck in that squad, unfortunately. Oh, man. For sure. I know. So, I know. Right. Final segment. Well, one of the final segments: Messing with Your Money of Rail. Today, we're talking about, we're talking about before the Milk Cake Challenge. Today, we're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, and Steelers. Yeah, Steelers wide receiver. You know, I'm liking this. Helpers. Always known for his social media, you know, try to stay up with everything on all the trends and everything, doing different dances, bringing social media out there on the fall field, pre-game and post-game and everything like that. While well, he decided to go ahead and do the milk crate challenge. We were just talking about before. It was super stupid. <laughs> so in this case, he's on a one-year deal, one-year, $8 million contract, $7 million signing bonus. Basically, he already got a $7 million signing bonus. He has $1 million for the rest of this year. This is... A do or die year for him getting a multi-year deer somewhere else. So in the NFL, if he would have gotten hurt, the Steelers probably could have cut him. I don't know if they would have, but they probably could have cut him actually. And they could probably get to save some money on a salary cap because they already paid him initially as far as doing that. Then he'd lose out on the rest of the money for the rest of the year. And then he'd probably get assigned to a multi-year deer because he would have got hurt over something stupid. And someone, like, okay, we're gonna bring you in at a lower value, then you can come prove yourself again. So that's another year, two years, try to prove himself again to get that larger deal. He's 24 years old. If that's the case, you have to wait till he's 26 to get that larger deal. Then you're starting to get old by NFL standards, and you're on the way down, especially as a receiver, because your speed starts to go, unless you're some freak athlete like Antonio Brown or something like that. But my thing is, while I do that in the first place, knowing that, I mean, I'm sure he had supreme confidence in his athletic ability and all that stuff. I get it. I get it. But why do you put yourself in a situation? Was it a bet? Was he going to win like a few million dollars for doing this? Because he could definitely lose a few million dollars in doing this. So I don't understand it from my point of view. Being If I was there, if I was him running a business for myself, I'm putting myself myself and not putting myself in those situations because that's bad for my body. That's bad for my business. I'm not going to mess with it. I'm doing what I can to put my money in better situations so I can advance it and have generation wealth later on in life. But that's just me. I am. What are your thoughts on that?
1: game.
0: I I <laughs> you know,
1: you brought up a lot of good points because now one one thing is he could actually get an injury where he's never the same, right? right. You've seen right. how some of them people are falling. Maybe he can never play again, break his neck or something, right? right. Then you've got the possibility that he does get hurt but can't return. But now he's going to lose that second big contract, even if he comes back as an elite player, because by the time he proves it again, he's going to lose that money. So... Right. You know, I love it when Steelers are in the news doing stupid stuff. It's not the Browns anymore. That would not happen (laughs) under Stefanski. You know, you would not see Odell Beckham Jr. climbing on the uh, milk crates for some idiot video. I mean, I love it that it's the Steelers, this stuff now. You know, it's not the Browns anymore. It's the Steelers. It just makes my heart happy.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's good, but it's it's so true, and I'm glad he didn't fall. I'm glad that he didn't get hurt. You know, for him, for his sake. You know, he probably just wasn't thinking. He's being a kid. You know, not long, not long out of college, because he was a young player in the NFL when he came out. Yeah, he, he was, was still the like youngest. Years old. Yeah, he was the so, youngest. Yeah, so he's been in league for a little bit. He's like nineteen, twenty. I think he's like what? I think he says like twenty-three now, right? Either way, I mean, he's still a young guy. He still has a lot of years left in him. I don't know if he's the number one receiver. That's a whole nother conversation, but you can't be doing stuff like that, jeopardizing your money. That was stupid. Hopefully, the people in his circle, the people that he listens to in his circle, gets in his ear and um, just reminds him, hey, let's not do something to mess with your money because this could really mess with your money to where you're making, where you'd be getting offered. He, he was offered a three-year deal from Baltimore. He took less money to stay in Pittsburgh as far as that. So there are teams that were looking at him. So... We'll see what happens now. He does he did stupid stuff. He needs to go out there in the field, prove it this year. I think he's gonna lose money because I don't think he's a true number one receiver. He has a lot of competition. There's a lot of mouse speed in, in, in Pittsburgh as well. So I think he kind of made the wrong decision uh with contract wise, but I'm I'm not him. So that's fine. Hopefully he does prove it. Hopefully he doesn't make any any more mistakes that like he just did and does something where he's gonna physically hurt himself going forward. Uh but hey. Juju, just remember, don't mess with your money, man. Do whatever you want. Just make sure something that's not going to keep getting paid because most jobs out in this world don't pay like professional athlete jobs. Remember that. That's all I got to say. Don't mess with your money. We're <laughs> <I don't laughs> out. That's all I got. That's right. <laughs> yep. Well uh, said. Well said. Ah, no, thank you. Thank you. So, man, that's all we got today. Um, Dane, good having you on fun, lots of fun as usual. We're all excited for the fall season's coming up. we see what's going on. Michigan's coming on, on Saturday. They're playing a directional school, Western Michigan. they already named Kate McInerney quarterback. I like, the, I like the quarterback. Let's see what happens with the rest of the team, because right now, I really don't know. But hopefully we're in the right direction. Paul Feinbaum's already calling for Michigan to fire Jim Harbaugh. Dave might <laughs> call for the same thing if there's a coach to, in waiting to, to go ahead and um, fill his position. But that's not happening yet. Another year of Michigan football under hardball ball. So I'm supporting it to the fullest. This household is supporting it to the fullest. We're ready to go. So Dane, what you got? Got Buckeyes against Minnesota on Thursday.
1: We're gonna find out something about two teams in a hurry. I like that matchup.
0: Yeah, so let's, see if, let's, see that. let's see if Minnesota can start rowing the boat again like they did in PJ Flex first year there.
1: Ah, uh, not happening. Definitely ain't happening Thursday, but I'll be interested to watch. And one last thing. Uh nothing like Cincinnati FC to help Columbus break a six-game losing streak. Oh, gosh, Columbus sneaks so out with a 3-2 win against Cincinnati FC to take the Ohio
0: trophy once again. And I've that's where I'll leave you with today. A little MLS That goalie kept every save he made. He kept like he couldn't just hold on to it. The ball was come loose and there was rebounds for days. It was absolutely terrible. Elena yeah. my wife, she's a goalie. She said it was horrible. Completely terrible. She's like, hey, they got four in the previous team. They need to get rid of them. So she's on board. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'll leave you with. Go crew. <laughs> All right, y'all. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. See ya. Hey everybody, it's Terrell again for our final segment, Relax and Take Notes. And don't really have too much for everybody today. Just like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, we just want to let everybody know we will be out there on our Facebook page at Always Relevant. Please come check us out. We'll be able to get to our website from there where you can subscribe to the podcast on whatever um, outlet you're listening to it on. So whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Overcast, doesn't matter. You'll be able to get to it from that public website. We'll be on our Facebook page. You have questions, reach out to the page. You reach out to myself or Dane on Twitter, like I said, at Franchise1122, at D Demayo as well. So we'll be out there for sure. Uh, We had fun on the show today. Uh, We're getting back in the groove of everything. Um, We're excited for football season. We're definitely excited for football season. Ready for it to be here. Nothing like it. It's the best sport ever. And um, if you want to debate it, let us know. Reach out. We'll be able to talk about it for sure. So until then, um, have a good one. Uh, We enjoyed the show. We hope you did too. And we'll see you next week. Later.